Welcome back, and thanks for joining us on our podcast channel. My name is Todd Bruce. Be sure to visit us on spiritualcrusade.com and enjoy the content we deliver on a daily basis, like talks, quotes, memes, and come follow me lesson helps to assist in teaching your families. So come back and come back often. Tonight, we will be talking about uh, the need to simplify our lives. Uh, Recently, I decided to uh, take my two oldest boys. I decided they were old enough uh, for good old-fashioned wilderness camping. Uh, I had spent a great deal of time in my youth wilderness camping. Uh, Most of the time it was canoe trips uh, where you pack everything that you need to eat and sleep with and and camp with and everything. Uh, You have to pack it in for a couple of weeks. And uh, it was a lot of hard work and it was... um, it helped build a lot of character. We used to complain and say, why do we got to do this? And it was often to, to help build character. And um, We think back on those times and, and how much these canoe trips relate to life. And um, So I wanted to kind of build that with, with my boys, but I grew up in, in the Canadian Rockies, so a lot of my experiences uh, as I got older were in the mountains. So I decided it was time to bring my boys to uh, to the mountains. Uh, into the into the backwoods of the mountains. Um, what happened was I had worked a lot of OT uh, that week, and the boys, my oldest two and and uh, number three and four, uh, were giving uh, my wife some grief. Um, she was stressed out and and frustrated with the boys, so I made the executive decision. It was time to bring the boys out to the woods. Um, I wanted to do something that could teach them that that their life was pretty good. Uh, but also show them that they could do hard things and show them some of God's creations in the process. I decided that while we'd be roughing it for a couple of days, that I would go easy on them and drive the 60 kilometers from civilization and only have us hike in about one and a half k. That's about a mile to the uh, to the base camp from the end of the road. From the base, we could hike all over the mountains, uh, the lakes, the glaciers, uh, and and streams and waterfalls that are at the apex of our valley. I checked the weather and it was calling for rain. No biggie. We've camped in rain before, but it was July, uh, so we'd be just fine uh, packing fairly light. But we'd also planned to be there for three days, and it was only a mile hike, so I packed all sorts of gear. Propane cook stoves, lanterns, lawn chairs, and fishing gear. We'd have ourselves a nice little camp once we were set up. As we headed to our destination, we passed empty camp after empty camp on the little dirt road that leads up the valley. And I thought, you know, if the weather really turned, this would be a much easier place to camp. And then I'd shake that thought off, and and I kept heading north. I really wanted to wake up each morning overlooking the lower elk lake. Plus, I really I wanted to teach the boys they could do hard things, and that wasn't going to happen if we didn't hike. We reached the end of the road and hiked all our gear into the base camp, uh, doing three loads each to get everything we needed uh, to the first lake. We set up camp, fished a little, and even swam in the glacier lake. That evening, the rain started. We hunkered down in, in the tent, played games, and went to bed. I woke up about 1 a.m. to a much smaller tent. At some point, the rain turned to snow and was starting to cave the tent in. I brushed all the snow off and went back to bed, waking up every hour to brush the snow off. By 5 a.m., one of my boys awoke and needed to use the outhouse. I escorted him to and from the outhouse in the dark and sent him back to bed. At that point, the snow had turned back to rain, and instead of four inches of snow, we had ourselves four inches of slush. I spent the next hour making a fire. Once I had the fire going strong, I decided I'd better start packing our gear out. 
as as if we'd stayed, the only thing we'd be doing for the next two days would be hunkering down by the fire, and that wasn't going to be fun for anyone. Although I'm certain it would have been memorable. I ended up doing three loads to the truck and back to camp before the boys got out of bed. We combined everything left at camp into one large load and worked our way to the truck. On the previous loads, I prayed and prayed that we'd be okay and that the boys would be strong. I prayed that they could overcome this challenge. I poured my heart out to God about life and pleaded with him to help uh, us not just survive, but for this to be a positive experience for the boys. As we left the camp, we prayed again together. Afterward, I warned the boys uh, that their shoes and pants would likely get wet and they would would get cold and there was little I could do. We would need to continue to hike and press forward uh, to get to the truck. By this point, I had already hiked about 9 kilometers in the slush and was soaked to the bone. I couldn't have gotten more wet if I had jumped in the lake. My steps had shortened and I was starting to shiver uncontrollably. On that last trip, though, we talked, and while we talked, no one felt cold or noticed their wet feet. I was shocked at how well the boys were doing, and thanked God for being mindful of us. Quote, if we had to do this alone, none of us would make it. But we are not alone. In fact, we are never alone. Unquote. We made it to the truck. I started it, and the boys climbed in, and took their soaked shoes and socks off while I packed the truck up. I also needed to clear snow off the truck, and without a snowbrush, I had to use my arm. Uh, with only, uh, which only made my shivering worse. When we headed the two-hour drive home, it took a while before the shivering stopped, but the minute we, st- we stopped the truck and I got out, it came right back. When I got home, I laid in the tub for an hour before I, f- I felt completely thawed out. I took my boys to the Elk Lakes to teach them to worry less about frivolous things and also that they could do hard things, and, and the Elk Lakes did not disappoint in giving us hard things to overcome. But those hard things would not have been so hard if I didn't bring so much stuff, or if I had listened to the gentle promptings of the Spirit and had camped in a more accessible location. I also learned that the Holy Ghost may urge us to pull over and find a more suitable place to camp, uh, but it is still our choice. I learned that all the stuff I thought was important for a successful three-day camp wasn't needed at all and ended up being extra baggage when the weather turned on us. I learned that my boys are tough and and can do hard things, and they've already asked when we can go again. Although, hopefully, without snow next time. Quote, If the gospel standards seem high and the personal improvement needed in the days ahead seem out of reach, remember Joshua's encouragement to his people when they faced a daunting future. Sanctify yourselves, but for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Unquote. <clears throat> this adventure with the boys uh, has been the, the source of much self-reflection. As we camped and hiked, we talked about the gospel in our lives. We talked about being tested and tried. We talked about what is important in life. I spent this time in order to teach my boys these things, but in turn the Lord taught me about the importance of focus in my life, and that so many things that seemed to matter didn't. I realized that I am a stubborn mule. It's not the first time I've realized this, and won't be the last, but on those first three trips to the truck I powered through the cold and wet and the aches and pains. But when it came to that fourth trip... I couldn't power my kids through anything. We would have to rely on the Lord and each other to get to the truck in order to warm up. The words from a recent BYU speech kept ringing in my ears. Quote, I realize again and again I cannot overcome this on my own. And I realize again and again I do not have to. Unquote. This short little weekend trip is also a perfect microcosm of life. Sometimes we are given trials and challenges to test us. But often we bring these trials and challenges on us by insisting we do things our way. We insist we need things in our life that are not of most worth 
or highest value. They seem important when the sun is shining and all is well in Zion. But when things take a turn and we find ourselves out in the cold, miles from warmth, with no cell phone coverage and and others who are relying on us, those important things suddenly become burdens. And I'm not talking about my boys. Since the camp, I've reflected on what what is important in life and how to best teach my children. I want them to know that God lives and loves them. He is, at all times, aware of them. Jesus Christ is his son, and he suffered and died so that, so we can one day return to live with our heavenly parents. Through Jesus' suffering, he understands completely what we are going through. And because of that, he becomes not only our savior, but our advocate. I want my boys to know that Joseph was and is a prophet of God, and Russell M. Nelson carries with him the prophetic mantle. I know the Church of Jesus Christ is the kingdom of God on earth today. I know this by and through the Holy Ghost, who has testified of it to me. I also want them to know, but I am certain they are all too aware, that I am not perfect and on my own, likely never will be. But I know that I don't have to be. I just need to try try to be better uh, and to help others to be better. Quote, We're supposed to be working on perfection, not beating ourselves up for not being there yet. Unquote. I also know that despite all the spiritual experiences in the world, if I do not actively work at strengthening my testimony, I put myself and my family at risk of falling by the wayside. Each of us are destined for greatness, but only if we can set aside things that are of lesser value. We cannot watch two hours of TV, then pick up and read scriptures for five minutes and expect to receive revelation. More important than that, though, we need to be studying the scriptures praying daily, serving others, and striving to be better each day to help us to create a shield that Satan cannot penetrate. If you find yourselves questioning the gospel, look no further than the small and simple things in your life. In the NHL, when a team is struggling and is trying to right the ship and start winning some games, there's a cliche that all hockey players use. Uh, To win games, you need to, quote, simplify your game, you need to get pucks deep, Create some traffic in front of the net, and then shoot the puck on the net. Unquote. Uh, these seem easy in theory, but doing these things is quite difficult. But like hockey, the opponent hasn't come to play. They've come to win. Satan will use every tool at his disposal to take us off our game, which is why it's so important for us to stay focused, simplify our game, sanctify ourselves, and press forward. Here, then, is a great truth. Quote, here, then, is a great truth. In the spirit, in the pain, the agony, and the heroic endeavors of life, we pass through a refiner's fire, and the insignificant and the unimportant in our lives can melt away like dross and make our faith bright, intact, and strong. Unquote. Thank you for joining me today. It was a short and sweet one. Uh, I've been enjoying summer far too much, uh, chasing my kids around. I'm getting ready to go on three weeks' holidays. We're going to... Uh, travel through Montana and Idaho and then back up to Canada and, and camp at Kootenai Lake. Um, uh, again, thanks for joining us here on Spiritual Crusade. Uh, feel free to join us on spiritualcrusade.com or we can be found on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, um, all over the place. But our, our website hosts uh, blog posts and uh, daily quotes and and podcasts and all sorts of uh, uh, positive messages uh, about the gospel. Um, uh, the latest is the Come Follow Me lesson helps and the Come Follow Me uh, videos uh, posted. They're outstanding. I've, I've appreciated them each week, and, uh, and they've helped me 
my calling is as a primary teacher, so I don't get to spend much time having adult conversation in, in church each, sun, each Sunday. So beyond my personal study with my wife, um, I, I don't get a whole lot. So these have been, been great for me. Um, thanks again for listening, and uh, and check us out. Thanks. Bye.